GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the next major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me remotely, Butterboy. I think we need to change the tagline at the beginning of the show. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, a pillar of entertainment and integrity in the gaming community. That's a lie. That's a damn lie, <laughs> sir. <laughs> integrity needs to be pulled out of that statement everything else is fine it's all we got it's all we got welcome to episode 371 i think i didn't check before we started recording the show integrity <laughs> listen 100 episodes ago we would get that nintendo seal of approval on our cartridge nowadays we're just crap on the eShop. <laughs> Nowadays, we're just Cat Cafe Simulator. Oh, yeah. You got to listen to Monthly Bust, everyone. You got yep. to be a patron. You got to live the be best best Patreon special we've ever put out. Get our full full thoughts on Cat Cafe Manager. <laughs> That's all we did. It was a full, full on deep review into that game. <laughs> Anyways, oh, we boy. do want to thank our patrons for, for uh, supporting this uh this podcast and uh, and everything else that we do. So thank you, uh, patrons and Butterboy. Uh, go ahead, uh, do your bit. I'm lost. Listen, the pat the the patrons are going to be saying you're welcome after listening to the muster bust for for the month of April. Because uh, spoiler alert, it's kind of a slow month in gaming right now, and we had a lot of fun doing muster bust this week. So um, please. Uh, if you're not a supporter of us at patreon.com slash gamezillamedia, please consider going there, starting your patronage. Uh, that $5 a month exclusive content level, that's going to get you access to Muster Bust. I promise you'll laugh. I promise you'll have a good time and have some fun with us. And uh, every dollar you contribute to our Patreon keeps us keeps us up and running here as a podcast available to everyone for free. So thank you so much to all of our current patrons. We appreciate you. Absolutely. We've set the bar high now. Like, I, I don't know how we, we keep moving forward after after today's uh, today's muster bust, but we uh, will have to figure it out. With integrity. We carry on with integrity. <laughs> Stop with that word. That is so the opposite <laughs> of everything we're doing. Anyways, um, this episode, because it is a light, uh, a light month in game releases, it's been pretty, pretty uh, calm when it comes to gaming news. We've decided to kind of talk about like two topics. Uh, both are kind of review slash news in a way, but I'm going to start off with topic number one, which is a Fortnite update. Our last episode, we did cover the new season that dropped. Chapter three, season two came out, and we were all shocked that there that they had removed building from the game. There was no building function mechanic in the game. That is what made Fortnite famous to begin with. Well, I'm happy to report that building has returned to the game. Uh, so, but the interesting part of this is no build stayed in the game as its own modes and not like an LTM, like limited time mode. This is like its own 
legitimate mode that's going to be receiving proper patching and everything like that. So they really are trying to offer both options and keep the you know the expanded player base that they've that they've you know regained and grown uh, over these first couple over this first month I would say with uh, with the no build. It's brought back so many players and brought new players that just never were interested in the game due to the building mechanic. So we now have something called zero mode, um, or sorry, zero build mode, and you can play in your solos, duos, trios, squads, and then you know, and then of course you have your normal modes back with build. Arena, which is your competitive scene, is still build, so there's not like an arena competitive ranked whatever you want to call it, uh, no build yet at least. But um, it's interesting because when no build first hit, I I honestly didn't think I'd like it because I was just I was starting to be pretty good at building, so I was like, man, I'm gonna like have to get used to this, and then by the time I get used to it, building will come back, and then I'll be like, you know, I'll have to adjust again, and that was the frustration. But when building came back, I kind of I fell into it pretty easily. But then I found myself playing no build like more. Like last like so like last night actually, Butterboy and I, we played nothing but no build, like zero build. And it just is good. It's fun. Like it's okay. Like I'm glad that I have the option and I'll play both. But uh yeah, I I didn't think no zero build would have like staying power, but but somehow it does. We we were out running them streets last night. We were. We were getting dubs on dubs on dubs. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um you know, overall, like I'm glad building's back, you know, because cause I, I like having the option and uh, I've definitely played, built, you know, gotten back into some building you know, rounds with some players and got some wins and you know felt good, but the no build's just been fun, and I, I honestly, I like the fact that there's a lot of people that um, wouldn't play this game or left the game and weren't interested in, in coming back and you know just playing some rounds here and there, like as you know just for fun with friends that have come back because of it, and so. For me, like that's great. Depending on who's online, kind of dictates which mode I'm gonna play. And like, I personally can, don't care, but I just I like the the fact that like Owl Zero played some Fortnite the other night. You know, that's something I did <laughs> before this season. Never thought was gonna ever happen ever again. You know, so like that's the point I'm trying to make. That uh, you know, players are coming in and returning, or players that you know have played other shooters that never came to Fortnite. They're like, okay, yeah, I'll play some Fortnite with you. Like, it's just cool. It's it, the game's even more welcoming, more open for uh, you know for all types of players. So, anyways, buildings back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess my big thing there is I'd like to hear people on the Discord jump in here in the Games Little Podcast Discord, like. What are you enjoying more? Are you happy building is back? Are you are you getting back into that scene? Or have you stuck with the zero build, and like that's your new main? You know, uh, let let us know in the Discord because it's been it's been kind of like shocking to me how popular it was and how well how well it worked. Like you feel like Fortnite is defined and and in, in, in its existence that it's the building, right? It's all around the building. Like that's the uniqueness of the game. But somehow when you removed that, 
Fortnite almost got better in a way. And like, I'm not saying that like you go back to building and it feels worse. It still feels like Fortnite, but like somehow when you take that chunk out of it, it didn't lose anything. And it still felt like Fortnite and it was still fun. And I like, I really would like to interview someone from Epic that like has the, has like their like, and this is going to be impossible because why they wouldn't want to share this necessarily, but like, how was this decision made? And like, they had to know that like, I mean, maybe not to this extent, but they had to know that this was going to be like a home run. Like they had to know from testing or what internal testing or whatever, they had to know that like, this was something that like was going to work. And to me, it's like, if I was someone that had developed Fortnite and around the building mechanic, and then someone said we should remove the building mechanic, I would have looked at them like they're batshit crazy. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's it's also important because people have talked for a while about how Fortnite had hit a plateau and it was losing some steam and popularity. It's not doom and gloom like some people made it seem, but you know that's just the cycle of how games go and like you're like you're saying that it, it's brought a bunch of people back in or into the game that wouldn't have played it prior but it it is a really bold move to be like hey this is the core mechanic of our game we're gonna remove it for a couple weeks to show everybody that there is a there is a way to play this game outside of the core building mechanic the core of the game you know, we always think it's like, oh, it's the building. It's, you know, but no, the heart of it is the gunplay. And they really doubled down on that and adding the new mobility and forcing us to do it for a couple weeks taught the entire Fortnite community that it's a viable mode. And it's fun because had it just come out and it wasn't just like forced into the main story and you weren't forced to play it for two weeks. I don't know how big of a rush I would have been in to play the no build mode. Uh, so the the you know you, you get in you learn the the jumping and climbing and the running mechanics once you get used to all that you're like oh wow this feel if it so quickly felt natural after just a couple rounds of playing it and it it and we looked at it as a big gamble two weeks ago we're like oh man it's crazy that they you know removed this core part of the game but seeing how successful it is to create some conversation around Fortnite to bring people back into the community and now you know there's a whole separate fan base that may just thrive on the no build mode. And what I'm interested to see is does this fracture competitive Fortnite, or do we see uh growth in having two competitive divisions? So, yeah, that's the big question. Cause right now, like the actual like ranked mode, you only have build, but like we've already seen a lot of, you know, big time streamers and even like Twitch rivals, which, you know, doing tournaments around zero build. And it's actually been really fun to watch, you know, and you've seen the ninjas T fuse, you know, like the big names, um, in these tournaments, they're playing the, like, you know, the people that have lived, have made a career off of Fortnite and around the building mechanic are playing the zero build mode. Even with building back, they're playing the zero build mode. You know, and, you know, seeing the likes of, you know, Tim the Tatman, um, um, even Nick Merckx, you know, who, who's a big-time Apex Legends player, was a big-time Warzone player, wasn't a Fortnite player for, for the longest time, is back playing it, and he's teaming up with Ninja. Like, you're watching these collaborations that feel like the first year 
of Fortnite when we were watching Drake play with Ninja and it was breaking the internet. Like, not not on that level of like breaking the internet, but like these collaborations are happening again within the Fortnite world that like it just feels good and it's fun to watch and 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 then because of it you get motivated to play. And then on top of it, of course, the th one thing that Epic continuously does is finds ways to tie in IPs from around the world and every other you know industry and make it even more fun where you're running around as an Assassin's Creed, you know, an assassin from Assassin's Creed or, uh, you know, or some of the latest, the other latest uh, skins have dropped like Boba Fett and, and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange in this battle pass and, you know, all that stuff that just makes it even more crazy and fun. Um, but yeah, it's just been a wild ride. You know, when people first, like I always get asked, right? Cause I only stream Fortnite. So I always get asked, Hey, what do you think of the new season? Right? Like, like literally tw like 12 hours into it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a new season. Like everything's new. Everything's kind of, I'm still figuring it out, you know, but now that we're a month in through craziness of, of what this is, this is, this is like, I really liked chapter three. I really, really liked chapter three. And like the, the sliding mechanic was so buttery smooth and, and just felt like it had been in the game since day one and, and all, and all this stuff, the new engine felt great, blah, 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 blah. And chapter two, like I thought like there's a lot of time. It's not, not chapter two, sorry. Um, season two of chapter three. I, a lot of times when you went into that second season, like chapter two, season two, like I fell off. And I, in this season I didn't because, and, and it's, and it's, it goes, we credit that to Epic because of just taking what I look at is like big chances, right? shutting down building, adding more mechanics to the game, continuing to build on the Unreal Engine 5, you know, swapping your guns dramatically and like somehow it's you come out and you're still like finding guns you like. And sure, you, now they've mixed in the MK is back and you know like and they just they actually just unvaulted the uh bolt action sniper rifle. You know, so like there's some things that like call back to just a couple seasons ago or call back all the way to chapter 1. But it's a good balance. They've found a blend, and I really think Chapter 3 has really found its legs where, where we're going to keep rolling through these seasons and just continuously have fun. And so um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think all tons of, tons of props, tons of credit to Epic. They've, they've done a great job here keeping this bat, you know, keeping the battle royale, this game that came out in what, 2017 or something like that in beta form. Um, you know, making, keeping it relevant. And then I swear chapter three, where we're at right now, like, like Butterboy said, it's, it's not maybe at its pinnacle, but it's damn close. This is, it's, this is the second peak is what I would call this. Yeah. It's, it's people are excited about the game, which is, you know, it, it, it comes and goes, but today, but th this addition really does feel like uh, it's really got the community sparked up. Yeah, for sure. All right, like I said, let us know what you think about the uh, you know what's going on in Fortnite and your uh, your opinion between build mode and and zero build and what you like to play in the Discord. Go on over to the Gamesville Podcast channel and keep that conversation rolling. But we're gonna slide into our second uh, topic today, and that is uh, a hands-on review, early and first impressions on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. So both Butterboy and I uh, picked this game up. 
Um, Butterboy got it for his Xbox Series X. I picked it up for PC, and my wife picked it up for Xbox Series X. And we've all been able to get some gameplay in. So, um, my first, I guess, basically what I will say about this is I have been enjoying this game more than I enjoyed Borderlands 3. I am going to agree with that, and I came to that conclusion two days ago. Yeah, and so if you're not familiar with Tiny Tina Wonderlands, this is technically like your next Borderlands-esque uh, release. I don't know if we, we should, we wouldn't really call it like a full-blown, like this isn't, you know, there's no, this isn't Borderlands 4, right? But it's a full-fledged, like, individual game that's just based off of a character from the Borderlands world's, like, fantasy world that she builds, right, in Tiny Tina. And so there are some things about this game that are different than, say, Borderlands, like the overworld, for example, in Tiny Tina's is like a, it's like a board game. Like, you're on a board, and it's a, it's a you know, top-down view, and you're kind of walking from, like, one one area to the next. And it's, it, in a weird way, I really, really like it. And um, I don't know, there's just some uniqueness to this game that doesn't scream like, hey, there's just Borderlands with a different skin on it, right? And that's that was the important, that was the important piece to me is that it needs to feel like its own thing, and it does. Yeah, it feels, it feels fresh enough for people that have been longtime fans of the series to feel like you're getting a new experience with this game. Um, I've, I've still told people that, like, this is not the game that's going to win you over if you didn't like two. <laughs> you know, if like you're like, yeah. oh, I played Borderlands two, it was okay. This game's not going to all of a sudden make you love the franchise. But what it might do is, if you love two and you're like, yeah, pre sequel three, yeah, they were okay. This could be the game to kind of spark you back into having some interest in the series because it it feels fresh in fresh in all of the right ways that you want, but familiar in all the ways that you need. Yeah. And so, you know, graphically, it's very much a Borderlands 3 engine, um, you know, looks good for the, your, cell, your typical Borderlands cell shading that, uh, you know, you either love or hate, I guess, but I personally love. Um, and the voice acting is top tier, uh, which is pretty typical of, of uh, Borderlands Gearbox games. The story has, you know, I'm only, we're only, what? I don't know, maybe a third of the way in, maybe not even a third of the way into the game, but... Um, what level are you? I'm level... Because I know you and Jade are ahead of me. Like 15, 15, 17, 15 to 17, somewhere in there, I think. And I think I'm 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah, because Jade had told me you were right behind us, so, yeah. um, so that way we could hopefully, at one point, uh, play some multiplayer, but we'll, well, I'll address that in a second. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it hits on all those, all those angles, you know, having your, having your, uh, Will Arnett voice, voice, what seems to be your, your primary enemy in the game, uh, villain, and, you know, just a lot of, just a lot of just fun, goofy, the comedy, all that stuff, it hits, right? It hits just like it always does if you're a Borderlands fan. And if you don't like it, then it hits just like the stuff you didn't like. So probably stay away from it. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I've, I've, I've heard people complain, you know, online about, you know, like, oh, Borderlands is cool, but the writing is so cringy and bad. Like, I don't know. I've always found the games really funny. Like yeah. they land with me really well. But specifically in this game, I am so in love 
with the with the character I didn't plan on being. I love Fret. The 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 robot voiced by Wanda Sykes yes, yes. is hilarious. Every single line is so funny to me and the way that they they've written that character into the the party of playing bunkers and badasses like every time fred ends up talking like it makes me smile or laugh out loud uh and so to me it's a it's a it's a testament that this game is really well written if you like the borderlines borderland sense of comedy and i i think i think the you know Andy Samberg's performance as the you know the other counterpart to Fret is good if maybe a little bit um it, the, the part was definitely written for Andy and he delivers it as any you know if you've watched Brooklyn 99 then you're basically getting a uh, Jake Peralta yeah. playing Dungeons and Dragons which is good I love Andy Samberg he feels a, like it's it's more on brand and it, it feels not like his peak performance of his career, you know, compared to when he's done voice work and for cartoons and things like that. But the, the, it's as good as I expected to be. It's the one it's Wanda voice, uh, voicing frat that just has, has me every single time. And I'm just, I'm really excited about how funny I think the character is. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fred, all the characters are solid. Fret is, is definitely one that stands out. I, I would agree. Um, just a lot of times like, uh, Fred's view on, on the decision-making that you're doing. And I think that's my point mm -hmm. I'm going to make that I really, really appreciate is for someone that went through noobs and dragons for, for a whole season and learned, learned dungeons and dragons that way, because I hadn't really played before that. Um, the tiny Tina at side of this whole like narration, the storytelling and like the, the, in the moment, like, Oh, I wasn't expecting you guys to do that. Um, uh, goblins show up and, uh, they all have <laughs> guns and, and pitchforks and they're magical. And now there's a wizard and over, you know, like, you know, just like pulling shit out of your ass. Right. Cause like, that's so how, how the game is. And like, I don't know. I just really like it. Or like um, you're in the overworld, right? And you're walking and there's a, there's a block, there's a, a roadblock and it's a giant cheese, like cheesy poof. And you know, this, and like Tina's like, oh, like trying to like play it off. Like she didn't accidentally drop food on the, on the, on the play mat, you know? And so like, it's just, it's breaking that fourth wall and like, but in a way that works that I, I love. So like, I'll fall into the story and I'll be really into it. And then like something like that'll happen that kind of pulls you out of the story and makes you, makes you realize that you're actually playing a board game within a video game for a little bit. But in a way that you appreciate, not in a way that you're like, I just want to be able to like focus in on the fantasy world and like, and play this story. So I don't know. I love, I love the goofiness of it. And, uh, and tiny teen has always been a, a personal favorite of mine. And she is so far, she is, you know, hitting this one out of the park. Yeah. And the, the way the, the way the narration goes with your, you know, your party members explain like, Andy Samberg's character Valentine is like cool for whatever. Like he's just going to go along with it. Yeah. Like, so if, if the, if you're on a quest, um, so I, I did one, I, again, Grim and Jade, I don't know if, if, if you and, and Jade played this one, um, but it was, you have to go collect teeth and you're oh, yeah. going around killing different things and collecting yeah. the teeth. And Valentine's like, cool. All right, we'll go get this teeth. And Fred's like, should we be murdering all these people and taking their teeth? <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like, like it's always like, 
uh, you know, Valentine's like, cool, let's do it. Yeah. And then Fred's like, whoa, this seems a little intense. Aren't we supposed to be the heroes? And Tina's like, just do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it just the same... it makes a fun dynamic. Yeah. I, I remember the one that's like in, in the, in the town. Right. So in your main town, you're like going around and like, you're given two options, right? It's like, go murder these people or like go go like uh ding dong door ditch people like right like it's just like it's like it's like major differences and they're like and, and sure enough it's like you know one person's like should we really be killing people and then the other person's like eh, you know we, we do what we want to do and then you get to but then at the same time you're given the choice to either like be an, an annoying like an annoyance or a straight up murderer <laughs> so like it's just ridiculous and that's borderlands i mean that's that's the you know, I, that's what I've always liked about the franchise, and they've, 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 you know, infused it into this game, but in a way where it doesn't. This like, in a way where this feel like we keep referencing Borderlands, but this isn't. It doesn't feel necessarily like 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 this is Borderlands. It does still feel like it's Tiny Teens Wonderlands. It's it's you know badass and bunkers. You know, it's different, and so like that's the important part is that it's not just like there's a lot of times you get a game like. Um, like one, some games you think about where it's like you get a normal game like Far Cry, and then like they release that DLC, which is like Far Cry, like dragon eyeball, laser eyeball, crazy thing, right? And it's like it's <laughs> we're just, riding on we're riding on eighties yeah. neon sharks. Yeah, oh. and like it's fun. There's no, no knock on it, but it but it really is just like a skin swap almost, right? Like there's there's very little, and like this feels like its own core game. Which I, you know, which is what I want to keep referencing because we do reference the word Borderlands a lot, and so like I don't want to get it wrong. Like, you like, there's the potential of like, because this has that fantasy aspect to it, you could really, really like this, even though maybe you didn't like, um, you know, Borderlands. I, I do think there is that possibility as long as you're not, you know, if you're not a fan of like the comedy and stuff like we said, then yeah, this probably isn't for you. But if like one thing is like, oh, I'm not all about like you know, space exploring, planet hopping, you know, and, and all the stuff that Borderlands has been around, then, you know, Wonderlands is that dragon, you know, crystal, crystal pony, like, you know, just, just batshit crazy fantasy world that, uh, you know, goblins and, 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 you know, all sorts of, uh, fungus mushroom, giant mushroom dudes and all, and stuff that you're fighting that, um, might be might be a nice change of pace for you and that's i think why i'm enjoying it so much it's it's accessible story-wise from a standpoint that it's not like if you hop into borderlands 3 and you don't know about all the different sirens and you don't know about the vaults and you don't know the history of these characters you're missing out on some stuff yeah in in wonderlands the really there there's there's subtle uh there's jokes that you would get if you've played the other games but so far there hasn't been anything lore wise because this is its own fictional world within the universe um so in that regard this could be a good place for people to start but the one thing that i will say is a, a knock i have for the game when it comes to accessibility and understanding is there is a lot of different and diverse items thrown at you very quickly in this game yeah. where other borderlands games is like, Hey, you have a gun. Okay. You've had the gun for 20 minutes. Now you have a shield. Okay. You've had the shield for a couple hours. Now here's a grenade. Oh, you've had that for a couple hours. Here's a uh, class modification uh, here. You know, so it, it comes at you a little bit slower in other borderlands games where in this game, it's like not only 
is there a ton of different modifiers to your character right away, like very quickly within the first like two hours of the game, but you have uh, you have an expanded amount of things you can carry. You know, in the in the other Borderlands games, like yeah, you can carry like ten things to start off. In this game, it starts you off with like closer to thirty items, and I I still find it uh, overbearing to sort through all the different stuff and figure out what it all does because I can actually carry too much at a given time, and there's too many different categories of things to fill out now. I, as a veteran of the series, I can work through it and, and manage it pretty well. But if someone was coming into this game for the first time, um, that RPG element of the game would, I think, scare away people that are shooter fans and not RPG fans. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Like one thing, one like reference I can make from that is the um, like spell books or whatever that that item that yeah. a controls one of your abilities which which i didn't even realize at first like i was dropping meteors on people and all of a sudden i was shooting fireballs and i didn't understand why my ability changed but at the same time those books can grant you points within your like your within like your character's um leveling like abilities and so like you're getting all these they're dropping and they're dropping for different types of characters and then they have these images that reference certain you know certain uh, perks within the within the uh, character um level tree and all this stuff and it was like it was like you said it was very overwhelming uh I, on top of it you didn't realize that when you started swapping that out that's that was one of the things that changed the appearance of your of your armor that you were wearing you know and it's just like all these things that are like interconnected and and so you're trying to figure out what is the best i mean early on in the game you don't have to worry too much about what the best loadout is but as you start to get into the game you want to start to try to build and find you know find those like you know whatever you want to call it meta builds right like what is what's going to give me my best bang for my buck what's going to cause the most damage what's going to give me the quickest you know um cooldowns or 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 uh, heals and things like that so and um yeah it, it's it you know then then they throw of course your character perk your way which which mine was uh you know a companion i have a i have a giant you know fungus mushroom dude that follows me around and then all of a sudden i have to worry about all his abilities and on top of that, I can carry almost 50 things now on me because I've upped my backpack a little bit. So then it gets to that point where I'm running through these levels and I do end up being full. And all of a sudden I have 50 items I'm sitting there digging through trying to figure out like what's actually like, yeah, this has better damage, but is it actually better to equip, you know? And like it slows the game down at times. Like there's times where Jade and I literally just be standing still for like 15, 20 minutes, cleaning out our inventory and prepping ourselves to then go to the next event. And so I can see that. And I can see that from some, from a new player standpoint being very overwhelming. But like you said, for Jade yourself and me, um, you know, we had that experience. So we've adapt, we, we adapted to it, but I think at first I, it did catch me off guard and I was, I was a little overwhelmed and then I adapted to it, but um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a one, one takeaway from it is, uh, you know, take some time and, and, and study these things because they do throw them at you pretty quickly. And sometimes they throw things at you without even explaining it to you. Like, I don't know about you, yeah. but, but like I had this moment where like I had to like, power slam somebody or whatever that was on a mushroom yeah yeah, yeah. I, and I'm i like, was also i would see people do it online like in yeah. videos i'm like 
Oh, is that like a class? I thought it was a class perk that I have yeah. a Stabomance. I guess that's a it's Berserker legit. thing or something. Yeah, it's legit a move. It's a sequence of buttons that they don't tell you in game. Like, like I, I, either that or I completely missed it, which is still a fail on the game's part, in, in my opinion, at that point. But, like, you have a melee button to swing a melee weapon that you have equipped. And so this you're supposed to melee this person, but they were like, you know, super, they were like ground pound melee this person. And so I'm like trying to jump in the air and then like just melee as I'm falling down, thinking that would do it and didn't. And then like it was like, oh no, you have to like jump and while you're in the air, hit the crouch button. And that'll ground pound. That'll do the move that you need to do. And like you hadn't done that move at all until this one particular like point of, of a mission where like this dude's standing on a mushroom and you need to hit him off the mushroom. And it was just like, you know, it's stuff like that that I'm just like, uh, when were you going to tell me about this? <laughs> yeah, a little, little rough. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my only, you know, and, and so, like, I agree with those things. My big knock on it, because I am playing it multiplayer and you've been playing solo, is the multiplayer online uh, performance right now. It is abysmal. It is horrible. Um and they've they've shift the shift status uh twitter page has acknowledged it there were you know they they have been giving eh, maybe not enough updates but they've been giving some updates and but realistically everyone's complaining about this if you are playing online doesn't matter if it's cross play or not xbox to xbox or for in my in my situation pc to xbox with with jade um it is so inconsistent like you will have parts of sessions that run normal and then, and then you will have parts that are unplayable, um, along with crashes, along with complete, complete crashes where I have to hard power down, hard, hold the power button down on my PC because it has locked everything up into a black screen and I can't do anything. Um, I did have at least one crash on Xbox with the game early on as well. Yeah, and so what we found out, though, is that Whoever hosts the multiplayer session, they're fine. Game runs fine. Don't have problems. It's the person that joins their game that has that suffers through all of this. And we've tried it both. You know, we've tried it multiple ways. Uh, as far as like me hosting, Jade has all the problems. Jade hosts, I have all the problems. And it's just like so. So me, me knowing like how much Jade loves, you know, is excited about this game and everything, and like I'm playing it with her. Yes, I'm excited, but I'm playing it with her because I know how excited she is for this game. So I let her host all the time, and I just deal with the crap, right? And so, like, I have a lot of experience around, you know, like, whatever we've put in, maybe 20 hours, 15, 20 hours into this game. And so I have a lot of experience of how much crap. And the problem is, like, 15, 20 hours is because of all the problems. Gameplay is less, way less than that. And that's the downfall, right? Is that like one example is you'll be in the overworld and in the overworld, which is like a board board game is you're walking. If you walk through tall grass, it can trigger, right? It can trigger that, that turn, like, what do you want to call it? Um, random encounter, right? And so if the random encounter guy pops up and he hits you, then you, you actually go in, it loads you into a little lobby and you have to like fight a bunch of guys. For some reason, those rooms fail every time we get into them we it, when when a random encounter pops we have to melee them in the overworld to can to cancel the fight because if we get into that fight i'm doomed 
I'm doomed to crash, freeze, uh, uh, um, um, stand still and die. Like, even though I don't see any damage, my gun's not doing anything, I just die. Um, because because it, <laughs> there is a bunch of stuff actually happening that I don't see. It, it, the, that, those particular encounters are broken. When we get into an actual, like, area, it seems to run a little bit better. Um, I definitely get these lag spikes where all of a sudden I'm holding my gun, I'm shooting, bullets are coming out of it, but, like, nothing's happening, and then it catches up. We're, like, in, like, fast-forward mode. All of a sudden, a bunch of numbers fly across the screen. The character, you know, the creature dies or whatever, and then, like, I'm okay again. But it's just how, like, in my opinion, how is it this bad? Because the your cross-play and your multiplayer already existed on Borderlands 3. Right. And so like cross play was new to Borderlands three. I get that. But like I played, I played multiplayer on Borderlands three with no problems. So like, how is this so broken when, when it's built on really like the backbones of this game is should, I would be so surprised if the backbone of this game is that different than Borderlands three. It's bad. It's why yeah. it's why like we invited you one time and then honestly we haven't really bothered because like it's not gonna be it's not a fun experience. Like I'm not gonna invite people like uh Super Lars also picked the game up and it's like all right, cool, we're gonna you know wanna we wanna play, you know, with him as well, but like we gotta wait for the patch because it's just so bad. She's like she ended up getting like almost a whole level ahead of me because I would glitch out I would keep crashing out of things. And like she was stuck in them, so she would, so it would finish. She'd get the experience, and I wouldn't. And then like I'd load back into her game, you know. Like it just, it's just so. I I don't understand how that aspect of it is that bad. Yeah, it's disappointing to hear. So I don't know. I I haven't got on like Twitter or anything to see you know what the community is saying or hopped on you know Borderlands yeah. Reddit's at all. If but it's got to be bad. I I imagine yeah. they're. They're probably actively working on a fix. If you hop onto shift status um, on Twitter, it, pe- people are just screaming about it left and right. Um, you know, because, like, and it doesn't matter. Like, it, you'll see people being like, my brother and I are trying to play on our Xboxes. Can't. You know, so it does, it's not just cross-play. It is just online multiplayer. It has something to do with the host and then the people joining the host and, like, just a, having a stable connection that is failing. So, and I don't, I, you know, whatever, whatever they need to do, they need to fix it quick because the game's been out for a couple weeks now. So like, like, you know, we're, we're at this point now where like, I want to like, if this was a problem at launch, yeah, I'd be annoyed, but like, I'd I'd be like, all right, we'll, we'll we'll get a patch here soon. We'll be all right. We're, we're weeks out now. So like, where's our patch, you know, like, I don't care about you patching like things in the game, like to like whatever, like, cause they have released some in-game patching. I want you to fix this because I literally bought this game to play with, like to play with my wife. So like, I don't want to, I won't play this game solo. And, and if it takes long enough, we're going to lose interest and not, and, and just not end up playing the game. And like, that's super, super just shitty. It's different if it's a game where the multiplayer is like a secondary part of the experience. You're yeah. like, oh, hey, it's a it's a cool one player game, but hey, we added multiplayer for everybody. No, a lot of people, their core experience and reason to play Borderlands is enjoying the cooperative experience. So yeah. it 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 is a it, it's a pretty big deal with this game having these issues. Yeah, 
yeah, it's been it's been super frustrating. That that aspect of it's been really frustrating and like yeah, there's been nights where we had enough, you know, where like we had enough problems. We're like, let's just get through this area and then we're gonna call it, you know, and I'm gonna go play Fortnite because I just can't I can't keep just dragging myself through and torturing myself to try to like I want to enjoy the game and the aspects of the game that we talked about I do enjoy, but the multiplayer right now, that's the one thing I will warn everybody about in in this particular episode is just be prepared because right now it does not run well. Now local, like if you're doing couch co-op stuff, I'm sure it probably runs great because then you're local. But but any type of online stuff is just a it's it's broke. All right. Well, if you're playing Wonderlands, we want to know about your experiences. Uh, go ahead and get in the Gamezilla Media Discord and let let's talk about it. And when things get fixed, let's party up and play. Yeah, and hopefully how things normally go is we complain about something on the podcast, and the very next day, they fix it. So, like, you know, clearly they listen to this show. So Gearbox... Because of our integrity. <laughs> because of something. I'm not sure if it's integrity, but... Um, right. But, yeah, no, so hopefully uh, that'll that'll get corrected here soon. But, yeah, all right, everybody, thank you. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. It's been a short show, but we, um, you know, we wanted to get something out here for you, and we'll get back to uh, more normal things next week. But this has been Episode 371 of the Gamezilla Podcast, brought to you by our patrons. Thank you so much to all of our supporters on Patreon. Please enjoy uh, this uh, month's release of Muster Bust. I think you have a lot of fun with it. And if you're not a patron, consider starting your patronage today. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, patrons. And remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on.